Dan has your stomach returned to pre-Thanksgiving levels. It has, thankfully, because it was stretched to the limit. Was it? Oh my goodness, yeah. Do you have the traditional Thanksgiving dinner? Yes, we do. Yep. Yeah. As do we. And I ate I, way too much. Way too much. It, interesting. <laughs> I got through it pretty clean this year. I did not eat a lot. I don't know why. I just didn't. I I get one of the legs off the turkey, though. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, I tried that, but you know, even with putting just a little bit of each thing on my plate, I still had a huge plate full of food. So it was like I, <laughs> I tried to limit my portions, but there were so many portions, it still added up to be a lot. Yeah. Well, that was, uh, it was nice though. We all had like a mini family get together and we, uh, I don't know, I brought the daughters back from college. Uh, and then I've since taken them back <laughs> and, uh, it was nice. You know, I, I guess I am thankful for being able to do that. And I know that there are a lot of people out there that have different situations and the, and the holidays wind up meaning something different to people and may cause stress and sad times, but always know that you got a friend here with the Woodhounds podcast. Yes. However... <laughs> However, we, <laughs> we, Dan, so you and I are both innocent with this um, letdown over the Thanksgiving holiday because we learned that our episodes, our episode did not post on Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah, that is correct. It only posted on our host platform, Podbean, but it did not uh, distribute out to the other podcast platforms like Spotify, um, Apple. Oh. oh, yeah. I looked at our numbers like the day after and I was thinking, what the heck? <laughs> Where's everyone at? You know, we must have really put everyone to sleep. <laughs> and then uh, I checked, I, I have Spotify and I checked Spotify and it wasn't there. And you have Apple, you checked Apple and it wasn't there. I think right. it was on Google, Dan. And, but the, the big, the big ones, it was not. And yeah. it finally got posted, I think on like Friday night or a Saturday. Is that right? Yeah, I think it was Friday, late Friday. And again, it was just one of those instances where, you know, there's just a little, hiccup somewhere with pushing out the notifications to these other platforms and sending out the feed that I guess got, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. I would suspect that a number of people noticed that we weren't there on Wednesday. And I think it is, we've been pretty consistent. I think we've only, since we've started this back in last March, wow, we're coming up on one year, Dan. Yeah. I think we only missed one week so far. Is that right? Yeah. And I think we took, we took a week off and that was why, but we told everyone. Yeah. So maybe if you are a routine listener to the Woodhounds podcast, if you happen to see that it's not on your 
your uh, where you listen to podcasts, maybe send us an email and then we can figure this out sooner than later. Dan and I are still trying to figure this out on the fly as well. That is correct. And we, we had one other instance where we didn't have an episode post on time, but that was anywhere. And in, in this case, it was it posted to, like I said, our host platform, Podbean. It just didn't yeah. get distributed to any other platforms till mm-hmm. Friday. But wasn't it nice? The moment it got posted, you can we have a dashboard and it tells you, you know, the people that are downloading it. And it lit up like a Christmas tree. That was pretty cool. That was. That was <clears> that. But I, I was in the same boat as you. I, I looked at the numbers. Uh, Wednesday evening, they was like, oh, geez. Well, and then I thought, you know, maybe people are getting ready for Thanksgiving or leaving early or traveling so they didn't listen today. But yeah, the numbers were down. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was just because we put every, we stunk it up and everyone just left. <laughs> <laughs> and here it was because we never gave them a chance to determine we stunk it up. <laughs> That's right. They didn't even get to listen and make that decision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And here we are helping you guys be good consumers out there. We're giving you a product so that you can make up your own mind if it's worth listening to or not. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Just like firewood, you know, what, uh, we gotta, we gotta provide a service to the customer and then let the customers determine if this firewood's garbage or, or not. Right. Yeah. I don't know. You don't deliver firewood though, do you? Or you do? I, very rarely deliver. Uh huh. Have you ever delivered wood and the customer look at it and reject it and tells you to go away? Nope, I have not had that. I the complete opposite. Every the few deliveries that I've done, every single one, the customer was actually in awe of how nice my firewood was. Excellent. Excellent. I don't mean to brag, but I'm in the same boat. But you know we <laughs> we we put a lot of effort into our into our firewood though. But I would imagine there's probably there was the one gentleman. I think I told this story before. He said he bought a it was a truckload, and I'm using my air quotes here, of firewood off of Facebook. I think he says the guy shows up in a jeep. He says number one, you know, it wasn't a truckload. It was a jeep. And then he said that the wood was just covered in mud and mushrooms and most of it wasn't even split. It was as if the guy found it in the ditch. And, but he said he felt sorry for him. He seemed like a nice guy and he went ahead and bought it. But he, you know, he said, I probably should have just told him to leave because, you know, it was just a waste of money. Yeah. But, you know, that's where, you know, if you're going to be a customer and if you're going to buy firewood, I think you can probably ask questions on the front end before you get to that point where some <laughs> you know, some guy just shows up with a load of garbage and then dumps <laughs> it on your driveway and leaves. And I hear these stories from customers of mine now, you know, previous people that they've bought off of because they don't, they're not necessarily buying off of a business because most people that sell firewood aren't, they're just, just a, you know, a person looking to make some money on the side. And with that, though, becomes a jackpot. You don't know what you're going to get half the time or who's going to show up if they even show up. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think as a consumer, you need to do more, I guess, 
Uh, you need to ask more questions and do more research besides just seeing an ad online, say Facebook Marketplace, clicking respond and saying, I'll take it. <laughs> you know, like that's yeah. where that's where you get in trouble. And I always I tell my customers um, whenever we get into a conversation and they start asking, I always say there's there's three or four things. And I, I call it the what, double when, where. Oh, my. What, what kind of wood? When was it cut? When was it split? And where was it stored? Excellent. Yes. Excellent. <clears throat> the big thing I tell my customers, and you know, I, I tell them too. You know, if they're going to buy off someone else, the most important question should be, "When was this wood split?" Yes. Uh, yeah. To me, that's the big that's the big tell. If it was split, and you're at the mercy of the person being honest with you, right? But I think most guys and gals that are selling firewood, you know, that's just the way it is. And if they split it yesterday, they just say, "I split it yesterday." But, but that's where I think the big, there's a, there's a pitfall there because there is a difference between when it was cut and when it was split. Oh, yeah. I, I've had, you know, I've heard from people where they were told that, oh, this wood was cut last February, but it was probably split, like you said, yesterday. <laughs> right. So there is, there is a difference between when it was cut down and when it was split. Oh, you better believe it. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I lean on that. But, you know, there's just so much that goes into a purchase of firewood. And especially as the consumer, what are your goals? Are you just looking for weekends of fire or are you looking to heat your house with it? Are you looking for a lot or are you looking for a little? And especially where, you know, I've, this has been discussed multiple times on this podcast about quantities you know no one <laughs> oh, seems to know yes. or if they do know they kind of hide it on what the true quantity is and you know that is probably the biggest complaint that i hear from my customers about the other experiences that they had was i didn't get what i paid for and then the second thing is it wouldn't burn yep you know and then the third is probably it was just garbage wood it was just mud and mulch dumped onto my driveway yeah yeah, I, I always, I mean, if somebody calls me, I will, because of the way I, I kind of know these things, I volunteer that information up front. And then, you know, in talking with them, I say, okay, you can, you know, look elsewhere. But I think that's the biggest thing is that too many people out there, like, don't ask enough questions. And they feel like if they are asking questions, they're annoying the seller. Yeah. And and I think that if you ask the questions and the seller becomes annoyed with your questions, you don't want to buy from that person. Yeah, that's a clue. Yep. A tell. Yeah, I if yeah, or if they're offended. Yes. Uh I think, you know, if you are providing a service and that's what firewood delivery is, <laughs> you know, you better be a humble servant and that just makes <laughs> things go so much nicer. Yes, and <laughs> um, just and just be honest, you know. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. If you are calling someone, I think the first thing would be, did they return your call? And if it wasn't timely, was that addressed? You know, because of why it took them so long to return your call. Yes. Um, I know I'm in that boat because I just don't answer my phone anymore because it rings all the time. And I get my calls returned, but it's not always that very same day. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's there's a lot of like another thing that I don't think people realize is a simple simple thing to look for, especially on postings on like Facebook. Look at the pictures, and if if you're buying wood in October and you haven't had snow all summer, and you see a picture of a wood pile with snow on it in the ad, that <laughs> like send me yeah. some updated photos. Is this the actual mm-hmm. wood I'm buying? Like, what am I getting? <laughs> excellent, yeah, excellent point. I have noted multiple times where these pictures are bogus yes. because I still buy firewood and I see some pictures like, wow, this stuff looks great, you know? And then I drive out there and <laughs> it must have been someone else's pile that the picture was because it's not, <laughs> you know, it, it's not that way at all. And then there are times too, this one, it was a tree service and man, he had this big, mountain of firewood and the picture looked great and i drove out to it and it was the actual picture but when i got into the pile yeah it was just just odds and ends just you know one a a piece two foot long a piece 10 inches long and no yeah (laughs) yeah just split not split you know it was nothing that i had it in my head when i first looked at it yeah, but I would be very dubious of the pictures. I would not rely on any picture of any ad that you see on on Facebook or Craigslist. No, and I would go mm-hmm. as far as to tell people, like, you shouldn't feel like you're out of place to ask for a current picture. Like, go out right now, take a picture with your phone, and text it to me. Like, it's we have right. the technology to do that. It's very simple. And yeah, that'd person, be real easy. If the person, like you said, becomes offended, like, oh, why do I, you ain't, don't trust my firewood? Like, that's a sign. <laughs> In my old profession, that was known as a clue. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that's why I said, I think if you are a consumer, if you're looking to buy firewood, you should have all your senses on high alert. Because you're making a purchase and this isn't, you know, you're not buying a candy bar. You're paying some good money for this. And the first thing I would be paying attention to would be the phone mannerisms. You know, did they answer the phone or did they return your message? Um, you know, I, I get comments all the time that people just don't return calls at all. And that usually means because they don't have any more firewood. They just never took their ad down. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. I would think buying off of a business that's registered has a vendor's license is insured has professional trucks you should expect to pay a little bit more but i think that you should also be holding that service to a higher standard than you would you know just some guy or gal selling selling wood you know as a hobby right yep Mm -hmm. totally agree yeah i you know, just the laundry list of complaints that are just humorous to sad. You know, the guy that was peeing in the woman's front yard, the truck leaked oil all over the driveway. You know, the, the wood wasn't nowhere close to the quantity that it said it was. And I had bought a load that the guy delivered to my place. It was almost a cord, he said. And I had stacked it out and it was it was under a half of a cord. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wood being dumped, wood in a pile, you always think you got more than what's really there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if I am a consumer of firewood, okay, so I'm starting with the phone call. I am listening to the 
to the person on the other line, if they are polite, if they are addressing my concerns and my questions honestly and truthfully. And then I think you also got to discuss quantity, especially a, a confusing quantity like a truckload or a rick or a rack or any <laughs> other type of terminology other than a chord or a fraction of a chord. Yeah. Yeah. That's, mm -hmm. that's the big, the big, uh, and, and I don't know, you know, it's, it's almost like, I think people as a consumer, they, 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 uh, they identify and, and can picture like what a truckload looks like. And when right. you say face cord or full cord, they have no idea. Right. And, and, and so it's, yeah, it, asking what exactly is the quantity you were getting huge. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I still get people calling me asking for a truckload of firewood. And that's just because that's how they always bought it because whoever their previous people were, were unprofessional. And, but I've been doing this long enough now where I can zero in on an approximate quantity and, you know, uh, equate that into a legitimate measurement. But it, yeah, the truckload is still unfortunately a standard. <laughs> yeah of right. firewood sales mm -hmm. <laughs> but if i am a consumer and you may be in a state where it's legal to sell it that way because it's not legal in ohio you can't sell a truckload of firewood you still got to define what that is because what is a truck is it a f-150 with an eight foot bed or a six and a half foot bed or is it a Ford Ranger, right. you know, or a Chevy Colorado, <laughs> or is it a dump truck? You know, what, what do you mean by truck? Or does this truck have, si <laughs> yeah, does it have sideboards on it? Does it have, you know, is the wood going to be neatly stacked? Is it going to be tossed in? <laughs> or, or is it a, so, or is it a Jeep? <laughs> <laughs> so, so many variables. Yeah, that's, and, and, <laughs> and I don't, like, like you said, if you, I mean, generally, a consumer I get is always trying to get the best deal out there. But sometimes, right. you know, you really do need to to pay attention to little things and ask those questions. And like to your point, like if you go to a website and they have pictures of their trucks and they have, you probably get an idea of what you can expect. But seeing a little pile of wood on the ground in a Facebook post, uh, you better be asking questions. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> totally agree. Mode. <laughs> truckload. I just had a call the other day asking for a truckload and and I, you know, that that's in my case I don't sell like volume. So then that's where I then took that opportunity to you know kind of I guess educate that person on the size quantities that may be out there being sold, mm -hmm. what I sell and you know, it was just it's I think sometimes people appreciate that but as a consumer, ask the questions. <laughs> yeah, I think too, you can make an assumption when you're buying firewood, especially if you're buying it October, uh, that might be a, a, you might get a good load or you might not. November, December, January, February. <laughs> I think you can make an assumption <laughs> that the woods, the wood is not seasoned. Right. You know? Uh, I just know a lot of the way that these guys, at least in my area, how they make firewood. 
And chances are that tree was alive last week. There's a very good chance <laughs> that that tree, you know, had squirrels running around up in it um, uh, the week before. So, you know, when you're buying it this time of season, when it's cold outside, that means you're going to be burning it now. Right. And I just seem to think that the chances are very low that that's going to be seasoned firewood. Yeah. <clears throat> the guy that I, mm -hmm. I was just talking about that called me, he, he did ask, is the wood dry? <laughs> but there again, like that's a, that's a loophole term. Yeah, right. it's dry. It hasn't rained for three days, but it's, <laughs> mm -hmm. it might not burn either because it's not seasoned. So <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't. It's, it's, it's dry because it hasn't rained in a week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's reasonable to ask what is the moisture content? Yeah. Or, you know, you know, like to my point, when was it split and then where was it stored? Um, yeah. The, the, when it was split, uh, I think is a big, a big thing that people, if they get that concept in their mind of, you know, wood should be split, what say yeah. six, at least six months ago, just to have a chance of being seasoned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then the next question I would ask after, when was this wood split? I would ask what species is it? Yes. And if they say it's a mix, that's totally fine. Then say specifically what species are in it. And if they say any wood that begins with the letter O. <laughs> <laughs> it is I a... think that, I, yeah, I, I'm saying there's red flags, especially yep. in this part of the country. Oak doesn't dry out. It takes like two years. And if, if, if you buy a mix of firewood in November, December, and it's got oak in it. I, that is fire retardant firewood. <laughs> you can put that on your fire at night to put it out. You know, it's just not going to burn. Now, if it is other species, maple, cherry, ash, um, elm, any of these other species. Okay. You know, you, that might be a little bit better, but if it's these dense, heavier woods, oak to some extent, beech, locust, oh, yeah, that might be next year's load. And you might want to buy that in the summertime because the prices might be a little lower. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See up here, oak is the big, the big, uh, firewood for heating. You know, everybody sure. wants oak. Oh and yeah. So up here, what you have is you have people advertising oak with a mix of hardwoods. And then what you end up getting is 10% oak and 90% other stuff. <laughs> That's not very good to burn. <laughs> right. In Ohio, they have a, it's in the law. If you advertise a species specific delivery, it has to be at least 90% of that species. But I think that's. I think that's garbage. I think it needs to be 100%. Yeah. If, if you yeah. advertise, well, I suppose then people just advertise firewood. <laughs> they don't name yeah. a species. <laughs> well, <laughs> I have species specific deliveries, but guess what? I'm 100%. You know? Yeah. Because we've hand loaded it and then we've unloaded it and we have multiple times to see that that is a stick of ash and not a stick of cherry. So yeah. it's not going to be in that load. Yeah, but I would be very specific about the species and listen to what they're telling you. 
And then from there, you got to be tolerant of, is there any pine? Is there any poplar? Is there any sycamore? They're all good woods. They all burn. But, you know, if especially if you're heating, you don't want to have an entire load of poplar because your BTUs are going to be much lower than if it was a a, a heavier hardwood. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, oh, and if you're in that that other unfortunate position as a consumer where you aren't able to identify or you don't know what a piece of oak looks like compared right. to poplar, that's another thing where you know you you want to get that sense from the supplier that they're honest, they're trustworthy, and they're not just going to say one thing and get you know because mm -hmm. I've had people that have picked up you know, a piece of maple and said, oh, this is some nice looking oak firewood you have here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one restaurant I picked up, the guy, I met him back at his woodshed and he says, I only accept uh, oak and cherry, he said. And I'm looking at his current pile and I says, you know, <laughs> I said, I am not an expert, okay? But I'm here to tell you there is not a single stick of oak or cherry anywhere in your woodshed. <laughs> And he when was, did... <laughs> he looked at me and I was like, I'm serious. I said, I, you know, I said, I, I say that, but I am pretty darn good with my species and there is not a single stick of either out here. This is all silver maple. Yeah. You should have asked, yeah. when did you put this <laughs> into place? <laughs> when did you start doing that? Because right now or <laughs> before this load? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. And then what are you thinking, Dan? Now you're negotiating. When are you going to show up? Uh, special instructions on stacking, or are you going to dump it on the driveway? I think if you have any surprises for a person in a truck, you know, maybe a tricky driveway or uh, neighbors, finicky neighbors that don't want, you know, the, the, the tire coming off the, off the driveway into their grass or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, angry dogs. That, that kind of stuff. I think you just be upfront with all that. But my point is in the day of the cell phone, uh, there's no excuse for the, the delivery driver, to, for the driver to not show up on time. Right. And if, and if something happens, which is always could be the case, all it takes is a text message. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And from the, from the consumer's point of view, I mean, I think that's where, you know, you, if you, as much information that you can give to the delivery driver or person, like you said, specifics, like where is it going to go? Does it need to be stacked? You know, right. Don't, don't drive on the grass if you can avoid it, you know, stuff like that. Just make it clear mm -hmm. up front and as simple as possible. Yep. And <laughs> what, you know, are you showing up on time? Yes. Mm -hmm. I delivered to a guy and I was his third call. The previous two, he had date and time for them to come and neither one of them showed up. No, oh, not good. Neither one. And I showed up and I showed up exactly on time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think, I think a lot of people, I don't know if it was me, I would prefer to be there when the person showed up to deliver the firewood. And so right. if I'm committing my time to being here for you, I would hope you that better you could commit it. to, you know, oh. being there for me. <laughs> Pre
preach on brother Dan. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> and that is a, just a, a consistent complaint, you know, that the guy never came or he made me sit around here for three hours and then he just shows up, you know? And then there's all these other cars in the driveway. Cause some people, you know, they depending on where they live, they got to park their car out on the road, which is against the rules. And, you know, they got to have stuff moved around and they've dedicated their time for you to show up. By golly, you better be there. Right. And I think as a consumer, you got to hold your firewood service to that standard. Yep. Mm -hmm. And if you've told me to be there at one, because you're going to be there ready to pay me and I show up at one and you're not there, that's not good on your end. As a, as a consumer, yeah, you got to be there because, you know, that would be, like I said, you just have to hold up your end of the bargain as well. Sure. Yeah. It goes both ways. Yep. And then what do you think, Dan, the terms of the sale, is it cash check? credit card barter <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's another thing um i think as a consumer you need to clarify and you know know up front what you know what the i mean generally in an ad on facebook it probably will list you know like cash only it should list right. the price but you know maybe you want to ask if the options available to pay electronically Right. And then, then you won't even, then you might not need to be there. Yeah. My, uh, the majority of my repeat customers are not at home. And that is one of the reasons why I like credit card. And my bill is usually paid before I even show up at their place. I think that, that trust is established and they're comfortable with me. Like I got people that give me their codes to their garage doors yeah. you know, where I can, where I can stack it in their garage and then leave. You know, we have that level of trust. I don't know if I would do that for a new person. You know, you still <laughs> got to know what, what you're going. I did have a, I delivered to a police officer and his previous firewood guy stole uh, out of his toolbox Ooh. when, um, when he was there and he had him on camera and he prosecuted him over it. Wow. The guy was a guy was a police <laughs> officer. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, it was in the newspaper too. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's funny with stuff like that happening, why firewood sales have a bad name or so you know, like why <laughs> why the reputation of yeah. firewood sellers is not always the highest. <laughs> well, you know, it is a diffuse industry. It is mostly people that just do it for fun. And the overwhelming majority are honest, good people that want to provide a good service and maybe even make a friend out of it. But gee whiz, all it takes is just that one. You know? Yep. Yeah. And it, and it doesn't matter. You could be in, you know, I'm in the, in the, you know, I'm a registered business and I'm sure there's businesses out there that are as crooked as a West Virginia highway. So... <laughs> You know, it's just, it depends on who you're dealing with, I guess. But my last recommendation though, is if you do find that firewood service that you like, whether it be off a Craigslist or a bulletin board at the grocery store or off a website, if you like them, then have an extra $20 bill in your pocket and tip them. Yes. Yes, mm -hmm. indeed. Yeah. 
reward that service because that is relationship building. I mean, you're being nice, number one, but it's relationship building and your next, uh, your next transaction will be even better. Yep. And take a little time to have a conversation and ask questions that you might like try to find out maybe there's something that you could do for them to make things easier. And then right. they will want you as the customer. So, you know, it's just building that relationship, that network. Yeah, That's, totally agree. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it's impossible for two people to stack wood together and to not wind up being friendly. <laughs> Yeah. I think it, I think it's just right. inevitable. Yeah. If, yeah, if you ever want to be friends with someone, just start stacking wood with them, and you will be. There's yeah. something magical about the wood pile. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dan, I think we just provided a major service to all of the the people out there that are looking to buy firewood. We've just armed them with some valuable information. I think we did. I think. Uh... Now, if there's anyone out there listening and you are in the market for firewood, you know exactly what to do, what to look for, what to ask of your firewood supplier. Yeah. And what should be a red flag. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> what, there's there's yeah, a lot what, of them. <laughs> what should cause you concern? Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and, and one last point on this, because this has been happening uh, a lot to me recently. Yeah. Uh, people are posting ads on Facebook Marketplace using my pictures. <laughs> so there's another red flag that reach out to the person, send some messages, ask some questions. You know, don't just say, hey, I'll take that load of firewood. Here's my address. Dan, that is an excellent point that you bring up. And I would go as far as to say, and especially now because I've seen these scammers that are out there. I would highly recommend that you do not make a credit card payment for firewood uh, before the wood shows up because that's how these scammers are making their money. Right. Now, if it's someone that you've dealt with before and you trust, that's a totally different story. I'm not talking about that. But this mystery business that has all these beautiful piles of firewood and they'll deliver it to your house and they'll send you a link to make a payment. I would not do that. No. Until no, you have a working relationship with someone, I would be very hesitant. And yeah, that's what the the new trend for scams is. is you'll see an ad that will say something like firewood for sale near you. And then they want a down payment. And that down payment is not for firewood. <laughs> <laughs> it's a donation <laughs> that is a donation yes excellent point all of these have been excellent points i like it yeah i i think this could be a uh, we might need to archive this episode dan and let's keep this one forever yes we may have to revisit right. again yeah this could be yeah. all right well dan i thought that this was enjoyable and uh, this is a nice way to shake off the extra calories and inches from Thanksgiving. Talking yeah. about firewood and uh, being a good consumer. Yes, because we consumed a lot over Thanksgiving. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, what do you say that we strike up the band and let's get started with our day? Sounds good. Thanks again, all you Woodhounds, for tuning in. And we'll see you right back here next week, Wednesday morning, 5 a.m. That's right. That's right. We want to thank everyone for tuning in and making the Woodhounds the number one firewood podcast in the world. And I want to wish everyone a great day.